Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And this is our Thanksgiving episode. That's super cool. Let's be thankful together and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. and welcome to the Education Equals Hope, Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham-Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. What is Equals H? Equals H is a micro-scholarship program that provides for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. The hope of this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters, informed as to what is happening here in Ecuador with the ministry. Yay, because communication and relationship is important. Yay. <laughs> so thank you. We can't do any of it without you. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us. Thanks for listening to the podcast and for being a part of the Equals H family. And family is a big deal this week. You know what week it is, Jorjito? I don't know what week it is. Which week yes, it is? Yes, you do. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving! And I'm so proud of my Ecuadorian friend for knowing that it's Thanksgiving. Yes. Even though we don't actually celebrate it here, <laughs> we celebrate, or people like me celebrate it because of people like you oh, from yeah. the states living down here. So, right? yeah, yes. I actually have to tell a funny story. Francis and I were driving home after some class. It was after dark. And it was this week. And all of a sudden, we saw Christmas lights. There were Christmas lights up in our neighborhood. I was like, oh, Francis, look, Christmas lights. And there's one particular house that we that they do a crazy yeah. job of lights. Yeah. And, and I was like, let's go see that. And she goes, Mommy, did we miss Thanksgiving? Yeah. And I was so proud. I was so proud that she, that she knew knows and understands at that. six years old that you have to have Thanksgiving before, before you can Christmas. decorate for Christmas. Right. At least that's the, <laughs> that's the rule in our house. That's the rule in mine too, even oh. though we don't celebrate it. So when was the first time you celebrated Thanksgiving? The first time that I celebrated Thanksgiving, I think, was like in 2009. Oh, okay. With some friends from church, because mm -hmm. I was going to a church that um, was founded by many people here in Ecuador with some people from the States and from Canada. Mm -hmm. So they, of course, Canadians have their own Thanksgiving. Yes, we've already passed Canadian right. Thanksgiving. But we, we, we did it together. So that's like when, when, when mm -hmm. I learned about mm -hmm. it. And then some years after that, because I started working with teams and mis different mission groups since I was 16. Yeah. I think at some point um, I met Stephen Sandy Younggren that became like my parents. Mm. So um, they were missionaries down here and we would do it as a family thing, you know, yeah. so it was very important for them and became to be something important to me because of them. Mm. Yeah, yes. that culture. I didn't actually know until I moved to Ecuador that Thanksgiving wasn't a holiday in the U.S. until the end of the American Civil War in the mm -hmm. 1860s, um, and that President Lincoln established the hol the federal holiday of Thanksgiving in an effort to have something to unite um, a country that had been so deeply divided. Right, um, and just what a I had, you know, obviously in kindergarten I just learned about the Pilgrims and. <laughs> 
<laughs> the and history behind the it. The history behind it. And, you know, I got Snoopy and Charlie Brown on the boat leaving Plymouth. <laughs> of course. And coming back and landing in Plymouth. <laughs> I mean, how lucky is that? <laughs> Took off and landed in the same place, but on two different continents. So um, I just say that because there's such a deep... Uh, profound meaning behind Thanksgiving. It's super fun having grown up with Thanksgiving and having that be a part of my, I want to say my ethos. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the the entire culture obviously is focused on what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? And sometimes it's like, oh, I got to go be with my family. (laughs) And other people are like, yay, I get to go be with my family. And I was more of that second group. Yay, I get to go be with my family. I loved Love getting to be with my mom and brother and um, sister-in-law and nephews and it was just wonderful. But there's so there's such a deep um, meaning behind it and the thanks Thanksgiving and when we can stop the commercialism as much fun as it is <laughs> to see all the turkeys um, and the the fall leaves and the decorations when we stop that there's such a profound truth behind it of how important it is to stop and to give thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, I think something that was very um, shocking in a way for me was that this holiday that it is that it is a, a holiday mm-hmm. uh, after what you're saying in the states it is it has become a, an important holiday. The meaning behind the being thankful or the the way of being thankful is unity and family. Mm-hmm. That was something that was very different. Here sometimes the like the equal celebration would be Christmas Eve, uh-huh. right? Like a dinner Christmas with, Eve, you know, uh-huh. but most of people here celebrate it like with families. And of course, it's like the moment to be with your family. Mm-hmm. But in the world that I come from, from Christianity, there's many people that will celebrate it with people that don't have their family. So it's mm-hmm. more like of a, like a friend kind of celebration. Mm-hmm. But to know that there was this celebration that you do with family specifically, uh-huh. and you're thankful with them, mm-hmm. through them for mm-hmm. something that has happened in the last year and to, as you're saying, have take a moment to just take your hands with each other, be able to share a meal, but also to look into yourself, Mm -hmm. to be able to thank for everything that has happened with you and with everybody around you. Mm -hmm. I think that was something that, that really stood out to me when I started to learn about Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. the fact of how family is the main way of being mm-hmm. thankful, right? And the main um, motivation to be thankful for. So that, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And behind all the commercialism, and you know, I know the like the pop things and that the we sales, know about the holidays. Black Friday. <laughs> and all those things. Um, something else that is really important for me now is that it, we it, it, each family have different traditions of how to be thankful for, mm-hmm. for things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ones that I learned was, of course, there were many movies played <laughs> and very specific movies. We'll watch over and over the same movies on Thanksgiving. Um, like this new, the Snoopy, the Snoopy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown's yes, Thanksgiving. That one. Um, and also Little Women. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, Little Women. Oh, Hilarious. The, um, the Thanksgiving episodes from Friends. From Friends. Yes. <laughs> so we'll watch that all, all day long. But not those ones. I'm not referring to those ones. Um, I remember that there was like a fishbowl in the table. And each one of us had to take like a little paper. Uh And it will ask you some kind of Thanksgiving question. Like, what are you thankful for this year? What would you think that God gave you this year to be able to, to, I don't know, grow next year or something like Uh that? It just... 
it was very different for me mm -hmm. because I was able to answer those things out of my family circle. Mm -hmm. I never, we talk about those things in family, but we never actually just stopped to look for those things that God has done in us the last year mm -hmm. and not just being thankful, being able to use that for next time. The next time. Right? I'm so grateful to the to the younger ends and all the people that have um, poured into you and that mm -hmm. you have this deep understanding and excitement for the, the practice of stopping and giving thanks and mm -hmm. thanksgiving and something that as an American, I take for granted, North American, because my husband's listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I take for granted, but that it has formed you and shaped you. Mm -hmm. And this concept of giving thanks and being thankful, um, you and I, as we looked at this week and wh what we wanted to look at, um, have some specific uh people that we wanted to ask and wanted to bring into the conversation of being thankful mm -hmm. and uh, in the in the world of e equals age of course right so um and it's really funny to me because the segues of just just how you celebrate thanksgiving and what i think it it it's already tied in there i had a chance to talk with um pastor fabian who is the the pastor at Carmen Baco and where the program started, we equals H started and, and we really have had the chance to do ministry and life together for 20 years. And when I stopped to ask him like, Hey, like as you think about equals H, like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's not a given because it's <laughs> so important that people are so generous with their resources so that we have the opportunity to bless people physically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with an education. You physically get to go to this school, you get to have this uniform, you get to have this notebook, you get to have these clothes, you get to have the transportation to get you there. Um, all those things, like that is enough. That's more than enough. Right. But every time I, I talk about like, that's what we do, he's like, Cameron, it's so much more. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> enlighten me, <laughs> help me understand. And um, the he talks about the incredible gift of the friendship in Christ, mm -hmm. um, the connections that are given. Talks about sincere, sincere and extended family that is united, that they don't feel alone. Um, and again, it makes me go back to... Um, episodes in the first season where we talked about the very definition of poverty mm -hmm. and that those who don't live in poverty of condition, those who don't live with a lack of things, tend to think that getting those things is the whole definition of what poverty is. Poverty is just this lack of things. But those who live with those lack of things, their concept of poverty is much more emotional and psychological that it's being alone or being unimportant or being forgotten. And so Fabian just really drilled down on this program gets to walk with people in their exact places of need. And he was so thankful for that. Um, he was also thankful for the, um, for the opportunity that, that people would get to know Christ would get to know Jesus, not as a the theoretical, yeah. Theological, yeah, that's somebody up in the sky that I'm not connected to, but this is gets to be the hands and feet, the manifestation, mm. the God with us, the Emmanuel. Um, it's a physical way to do that. Um, and everyone just working in the same, pulling, he said, pulling in the same direction. Like it mm -hmm, just provided mm -hmm. so much. He was so thankful for all these things. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so great. 
And again, people have heard me say <clears throat> down here a hundred times, like we don't get any other credit for this because we're just putting mm. one foot in front of the other. God gets all of the credit of how how beautifully this program works and um, is is wound together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a perspective of of one of our leadership. The other um, leadership, I talked to another pastor who again t- said that the same things, that same concept of of not being forgotten and especially especially during the pandemic. Um, she was saying that, you know, we felt protected. We felt not alone or forgotten. We felt blessed because people would connect on Zoom. Right. That people would create community, that people were reaching out. Um, and again, not growing up in physical poverty, I don't know the full weight of the value of that. Right. But I'm so grateful for those around me who have taught me mm-hmm. and who continue to teach me that really doing life together and doing life in community is is the greatest gift that we have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So those were those were the thoughts from some pastors that I talked to this week about yeah. Thanksgiving. That's really cool. Um, so I think that my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is what I said before. The, the taking the time and space to just look into somebody's eyes and being able to recognize what God did mm-hmm. and being able to be thankful together for that. It gives you the opportunity of seeing how, how, how God has worked in yourself and in somebody else, mm-hmm. right? And while we were thinking about what, how would we bring Thanksgiving to the podcast, um, it occurred to me that I wanted also to have the perspective of leaders, as you just shared, mm-hmm. but also as participants. And I remember it's someone that has a little bit of the three perspectives mm-hmm. of a participant from Equals Age. Because what we do is bringing teams and we, we do all the things that we've shared here in the podcast. But it is very interesting to be able to stop looking into somebody's eyes and hear their perspective of what of what we do. Right. And then uh, I wanted to talk to Chivita mm. from Buen Pastor. Uh-huh. She was our intern last summer yes. as well. There's so much relationship down there that mm. I cannot even explain. But um, and we've fir- heard ju- we've heard of Buen Pastor. We had Wendy on mm-hmm. the show. We had Wendy on the show. Um, she told about all of, uh, that. And that was in season two, I think. But this yep. deep relationship with Juan, where Juan Carlos, who's now bishop, where he was pastor and deep relationship there. Yeah. With the Amazing ministry said that has worked for so many people and that have achieved many things mm-hmm. through the program. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I was very thankful to talk to her is that it didn't seem to be something different for us to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. It was just an ongoing relationship, an ongoing conversation that we started some time, some years ago, and it's still going on. Mm-hmm. So I know what she's thinking and I know where she's coming from when mm-hmm. she explains a couple of things. But one of the things that she um, could tell me um, she hasn't. She was not a recipient of the micro scholarships, but she has seen other people. Mm-hmm. She's actually dating Marvin, who mm-hmm. was in our show too Yay. last season, I think, right? Yeah, last um, season. And he explained all about his story, you know, and everything that happened that God made in his life through the program. Mm-hmm. So she was recalling that story, his story, mm-hmm. and also the story of other people from her church. But what she said is, I'm really thankful that the micro scholarship program, even though it's just a micro scholarship, it's just little, 
it truly brings future and hope to families. Mm. She was telling me, like, when I talked to Marvin, he kind of knew about college. Uh, when I talked to people from my church, they kind of knew about um, something they could do, mm -hmm. but they never even dared to dream to mm. actually go to school. Yeah. They, that was like a faraway utopia kind of idea. Mm. But the scholarship program pushed, you, pushed them so much to the point of acknowledging I have to make a decision because there is a future for me. Wow. And the hope is there. That's Probably good. they would not be able to walk with you, take your hand and do everything for you. But at least they would plant that little seed of mm -hmm. a future with hope. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, that makes the difference in their, these people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. But exactly. then the other perspective was being part of like a church, uh -huh. how she perceived that. And she was like, um, the most important thing for her was that the microscopic program allows you, allows a community to grow into church and through the program to get to know Jesus, just mm -hmm. as you were saying from the mm -hmm. pastor's side. But what she was saying is it gives us the opportunity of being able to talk about something that we don't really talk. Mm -hmm. We are able to be thankful for what we receive. Mm -hmm. And in order to be thankful, we're also looking for what can we do with the resources too. Mm -hmm. And People how want is, to give back. They yes. want to they want to do their part and they Absolutely. they see the gift that they've been given and and it's a, a an impetus to be involved, to be more involved. Is, is that what you're yeah. And also the the fact of like how the, the scholarship program can turn to be something that is not just important in church, but in some churches we have experienced that is the most important part is mm -hmm. the core That's point. Wild. It's right? wild. Like, for example, she was recalling M, uh, Buen Pastor is an Episcopalian church that has a really strong relationship with the Maus church. Which is right? another Episcopal another church. Another Episcopal church, wait, wait, another ministry site that we have. Out. So what she was saying is... That whenever she visits and helps there, it's amazing to her to see how the entire community is doing something through the microscholarship program for the microscholarship program. Wow. And everybody around the table is not just talking about it. They belong to it and they are pushing that to grow. Mm -hmm. So the, the ability of just having a little excuse, she was saying, yeah. to be able to grow together. It's it's something that equals H is four. So that is something that is very um, important to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. But then the other side was I was asking her as an intern and as a participant of the ministry with us, what are you thankful for? And she was like, I am really, really thankful that because of the program, I'm able to know and understand the reality of everybody involved mm -hmm. to understand the contrast between culture um, between cultures and understand the contrast between different church cultures. Mm -hmm. She was like, I would never understand about missionaries the way that I do now because of the program. Mm -hmm. I will never even be able to understand the contrast of poverty and privilege huh. in my own country. Wow. Um, and she was saying, you know, like I come from a, from a middle kind of uh -huh. family in the south of Quito, but my family did a great job of protecting me from understanding the needs that we had. Uh -huh. They were intentional in covering us from not feeling that we need something, that we lack something. Mm -hmm. um, but she was like, through the program, I was able to understand what I lived. Huh. 
Huh. It explained myself, my own story. Wow. And explained me the story of others. Hmm. Through, she said, through what Cameron always explains, through poverty orientation and privilege orientation. Hmm. Just the fact of understanding that you save little pieces of vegetables and fruits because you don't know what you will have next day. Mm-hmm. That, for her, was very powerful and important. And be able to connect through her own story understand her own story, give it a different meaning, and being able to connect with other people through that. That was really, really important for her. And she was like, I have to be thankful for the fact of being able to understand my own story, other people's story, and connect with them through Equals H because I would never understand it without them. And then the other thing that she was um, super thankful is because our internship program for summers Mm covers many things, but one of the most important things is that leadership development, mm-hmm. that the discipleship development that we do with them. And she was like, through that, I am thankful that I was able to learn how to develop different skills, leadership skills, with the missions that I do in my own church. Oh, wow. And I can bring all that I learned and put it down to some of the relationships that we have. And of course, the most important part of that for her was the pre-field, the on-field and post-field. Mm-hmm. Understanding that a mission experience is not over when you leave the country. Yeah. It has to continue. And there's a care within that. And there's a care behind that. So she mm-hmm. was like, I am able to learn now that I have to be able, if I participate of a mission experience, I have to be able to take care of myself and take care of others through that mm. so that the mission is not over when they leave. Here, here. Wow. Wow. There was a lot. I, I tried to make to <laughs> do my best. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Praise God. I mean, we all just keep putting, again, one foot in front of the other, and it's really amazing to see what God can do with that. Um, and as we talk about in the privilege orientation, being thankful is a, mm-hmm. is a key part. That's being thankful and having that right, I want to say, posture of ourselves is what opens uh, the doors for miracles, and mm-hmm. we're able to see what, what it is God does. Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy we hope, Thanksgiving. We hope you have safe travels and wonderful turkey or whatever it is that you're going <laughs> to do this week. If you would like to be more part of the Equals H family, what's going on, please go to www.educationalshope.org and find that Donate Now button. Help give the gift of hope. Um, that we have heard that people are so thankful for it and makes such a difference in their lives. Thanks for being a part of what we do. Thanks for everything that you do. And thanks for listening for the, to this podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.